0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We spent the last couple of weeks taking a close look at these seven letters written to the seven churches in the book of Revelation. Every one of them talks about the overcomers, those who overcome. So what's it all about, Colin? Well, well, I've been looking forward to today. I mean, you (laughs) probably realise that. Um... I wanted to put these seven statements that are addressed to overcomers together because uh, they really belong together in a sense. Um, to those who overcome, all these seven things are true. It's not just you know if you overcome in Ephesus, this is true. If you overcome in Pergamon, this is true. If you overcome in Thyatira, this is true. It's um, this is a word from God or a series of words from God to overcomers. Now, let's say first of all, that it's God's purpose for us all to be overcomers. Um, And you will see that it's necessary for us to be overcomers in order to inherit what God wants us to inherit. Now, of course, we can only be overcomers if there are things to overcome. And in all these seven churches that we've looked at during this last couple of weeks, there have been things to overcome, serious things, I mean, serious persecution from outside, serious sin issues that have reared up inside, serious doctrinal issues that could lead the church astray, big, big major issues that have had to be addressed. But there are always those, you see, who will remain faithful and true in the face of all the difficulties, all the opposition and persecution Uh, all the challenges and the cost of what it means to be faithful to God. So, to the church in Ephesus, he says, to him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Do you remember it says in the book of uh, Genesis that in the Garden of Eden, there were two trees in the center, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which they were not to um, partake of, that first Satan tempted Eve, and then Adam, and they ate of the fruit, and so were cast out of the garden. And then the tree of life, a tree of eternal life, of God's life. Now, why did God throw them out of the garden? Because once they had sinned, they must not have access to the tree of life. (laughs) Until, of course, the cross, and the forgiveness of sin, and the restoration of God's people back to his purposes. So as soon as we are restored to relationship with God, Jesus is the way. He is the way back to the tree of life. We have access to the tree of life. We have access to God's eternal life, and so we'll live and reign with him forever. So that's the first encouraging thing, that uh, when we were sinners, we were separated, like Adam and Eve became. We were separated from God. We did not have access to the tree of life. But when Jesus Christ became our Lord and Savior, when we were born again and received the life of the Spirit, then the way was opened up again to the tree of life. And as we, as we are faithful to God and obey his plan and purpose for our lives and overcome the things that come against us, so we shall be able to participate of that tree of life for all eternity. So that's a pretty good start, isn't it? And then uh, he says, when he's um, writing to the Church at Smyrna, he who overcomes will not be hurt at all by the second death. Uh, the first death, of course, is where we've all got to die uh, physically, but the second death is eternal death, is condemnation. Now he doesn't say, you see, God doesn't say here or anywhere else in the New Testament come to that, that he who has made a profession of faith will not be hurt by the second death, but he who overcomes. You see, the reason why God has given us the Holy Spirit is so that as the sons of God we can be led by the Spirit, we can be empowered by the Spirit, we can be enabled by the Holy Spirit to obey. But It is very evident from what Jesus teaches that obedience is a necessity in the Christian life. It's not an option for particularly spiritual people. We are saved from our past in order to be able to live a life of obedience. Not an obedience that comes out of law, but obedience that comes out of love. If you love me, you will obey me. That's what Jesus said. And your obedience to me is the very evidence of your love for me. So he who overcomes will not be hurt at all by the second death. He doesn't need to fear eternal condemnation and separation from God because he's not only received my life now, but he is seeking to live that life to the full, to obey to bear fruit for the glory of god so then we come to the church um, at uh, pergamum where he says to him who overcomes i will give some of the hidden manner i will also give him a white stone with a new name written on it known only to him who receives it who is the hidden manna?" Jesus himself is the bread of heaven, the bread that came down from heaven. Not everybody realizes that, that that's what he is, but to the believer, he is the one uh, who is uh, their the, the bread, the bread of life. So this great promise is you will receive, um, you will feed on me you will feed on this manna, because God gave the manna to the people to sustain them continually, didn't he? So they have access to the tree of life, um, that they won't be hurt at all by the second death, but everlastingly they will um, they will be able to feed on him. And everybody is going to have their own special place in God's purposes, Um, you know, I go before you to prepare a place for you. Um, Your name is gonna be written uh, there on your appointed place. Then we come to uh, the letter to Thyatira, to he who overcomes and does my will to the end. You see, that just confirms what I've been saying. I will give authority over the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He will dash them to pieces like pottery, just as I have received authority from my father. So what is this? Judging nations? Yes, because God, Jesus Christ, God gives all judgment to his son, Jesus Christ. But you see, the overcomers are one with him, right? They they, um, have received the crown of life, They will not be hurt by the second death. They have access to the tree of life. Um, They are able to feed on the hidden manna of God. And they will share in his rule over the nations. It's not that we will rule the nations, but we will share in his rule over the nations. And he says, I will also give him the morning star. Who is the morning star? Jesus himself. So we have, um, I didn't mention when we talked about Spurna, I got so on to the second death, I didn't mention the, um, that he also promises to give him the crown of life. So you see, it's wonderful, this picture that is building up, but we must move on because we've still got um, some, some more great revelation to come here. Uh, to the church in Sardis, he who overcomes will be dressed in white, which is the sign of purity. The sign of holiness i will never blot out his name from the book of life but will acknowledge his name before my father and his angels interesting now does this imply that some names will be blotted out of the tree of life i don't know but what i do know is that jesus is saying clearly that to those who overcome to the faithful to the obedient to those who do my will to the end their names will not be blotted out of the book of life. I will acknowledge them before my father. They've been faithful to the end, you know, and then he says, if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before my father. And then we have the church in Philadelphia where we have this um, uh, wonderful, wonderful statement, really. To him who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Um, What does that mean? A pillar is someone who has, a key place. You know, you you remove the pillars and the building collapsed. Um, you, you have a key place in my purposes. That's what God is saying. And never again will you leave it. You will be content to be uh, part of that temple you know the living temple that gives worship glory and honor to god i will write on him the name of my god and the name of the city of my god the new jerusalem which is coming down uh, out of heaven from my god and i was also write on him my new name so here again what what's the writing of the new name my ownership of you that declares my ownership of you for all eternity. You will be mine for all eternity. Wonderful, isn't it? Now, what does he have to say to this church of Laodicea? Because we see that that was the church that he had very little to say to commend them. Well, he says right at the end, to him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame and sat with my father on his throne. So here... If these people, even in that lukewarm church of of Laodicea, if they repent, then God will enable them to become overcomers. And all these promises that we've seen climax with this wonderful statement, you will sit with me on my throne. You will judge the nations. You don't need to worry about the second death. You will receive the crown of life. You have the open way to the tree of life. It's just such a series of wonderful promises. But you can see, Julia, that they are all belong together. So he who has ears to hear, let him hear and be an overcomer. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com.